Hi, welcome. This is a extra special podcast of Scripture Read Badly, where we will discuss Scripture badly. Mm-hmm. I'm Jeremy, and with me is Ryan. Hey! Hi! And today we just want to discuss a little bit about the, the idea of the Israel nation that went into the wilderness and the faith makeup of them. Hmm. As... Until about 20 minutes ago, I just assumed that every member of that Israel nation that went into the wilderness was faith-filled and believed in Jehovah, Jireh, our God, our provider, right? That's Mm -hmm. the song. And because for 400 years they were in Egypt and that was a part of their cultural makeup, I assumed. And then as they saw the miracles and the, what were they called? They weren't called miracles. Uh, the ten plagues. Yep. The plagues. Uh, they saw this power and they were released from their servitude and put into the wilderness. But I'd never thought of the idea that some of them weren't faith-filled. And then Ryan made the comment of if you had two and a half million Australians that were put through a war and then put through ser- uh, servanthood or slavery, slavery for 40 years, mm-hmm. they may take on a type of PTSD or trauma and and let's say 60 of them of the two and a half million had faith. What would that mean for a nation that is led by those 60 elites mm-hmm. for the rest of their faith. Is that a honest reflection of what you said? Yes, I, I do believe that it is. And before we get too deep into the nitty-gritty, um, we just also wanted to uh, let everybody know that this is not only an extra episode, but we will have episodes like this regularly. Every couple of weeks, most likely, we're still ironing out the kinks a little bit because this is the first one uh, that will be available to an extra special contingent, shall we say, our people uh, that yeah, decide... Yeah, a religious elite. Yeah, I think the... Uh... <laughs> I believe elite was the word that I was looking for. Um, yep. So if you want to be elite, we have just started up what is known as a Patreon page, which is where you can go and support creators that you enjoy receiving the created media from. Uh, for example, musicians, uh, some artists, some uh, YouTubers, bakery chefs. some bakery chefs, uh, chefs. That didn't come chefs. out right. Uh, chefs is definitely the word. And uh, and podcasters. So. We have just started that up because uh, it does take quite a bit of time to uh, to put one of these episodes together. Uh, but most importantly, we also want to be able to uh, pay for Facebook advertising and other things to be able to extend our uh, all-knowing, all-powerful reach, as Scripture read badly, uh, to the furthest reaches of the world. So if you wa- yes! if you wanted to Nara. become party yes <laughs> i'm looking at that's you that's where we want to go <laughs> we're looking at the shoalhaven tour coming up in 2019 oh, just kidding um, beautiful but maybe we'll see what happens but yeah if you want to become part of our patreon community then we'll have an extra episode like this one uh with less of a stretched out introduction like i'm giving right now 
uh, every couple of weeks going more in-depth into a discussion that we're having about a topic that comes up during the regular episodes. If it's not the type of thing that you wanted to uh, to shell out a couple bucks a month for, then you don't have to do that. There is nobody pressuring you into anything. Um, we just wanted to let you know that this is available for those of you that are interested. So, uh, the URL for that is Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash scripture read badly. And you can find out what is available for you if you want to become part of that. So, Jeremy, you gave a very uh, accurate um, summation of everything that we Ooh. were kind of talking about at the end of episode 30, 33, 30, 30, 30, 39. Yeah, 39. Wow, I'm getting all my numbers mixed up. Exodus 33, where we were talking about uh, why it was necessary for Moses to intercede for the people and how yep. stiff-necked the people were and how quickly they were to turn away from God to idols when Moses was just up having a 40-day prayer retreat with Yahweh. So, um... And he's back. And he's back. Yahweh's back! Yes, he is indeed. So, I did say if you had two and a half million Australians that went through some crazy thing and the elders and the leadership were God-fearing, but the rest of them kind of had a God complex, but not... Sorry, not a God complex. That's not the same thing as a... Uh, <laughs> as a... Uh, what am I looking for? A worldview. I'm a, not sure. Okay, a, yeah. a worldview that in, involves God. A monotheistic yeah. worldview. That's the one I was going for. Um, I'm, you might have some people that had a God complex, but... I'm sure that wouldn't be a very healthy thing to have as part of the uh, your chosen people. So anyway, um, you would probably have people that witnessed these crazy miracles and stuff and said, that's insane. I believe that it is true. But then at a moment's notice, they are... Uh, I mean, at the drop of a hat, they are looking back at Egypt and they are saying things like... God doesn't really care about us. He just brought us out here to die. And and I want ham. And I want ham. But they only got quail. And quails are so small. Yeah, they're like they're the tiny. size of your hand. It's crazy. Um, yeah, so... Jeremy, what do you think? Do you think that the Jewish people back then, or the Israelites as they were known, were all God-fearing... Or if the slavery no. and other things had kind of beaten it out of them a bit. Yes. Well, and I think maybe even before slavery w was beaten out of them. Because you look at Jacob's sons, mm -hmm. and there's not heaps of proof if they have faith or not. Yeah. So maybe some of them did, and maybe some of them didn't. And then you multiply them into two and a half million. Yeah. And you're bound to get some who are super faithful and some people who are not. And then you look at the kings and sometimes it skips a generation. Mm -hmm. And then you look at uh, the Roman Empire even, when they became a Christian empire yep. through Constantine. Yep. They were still pagan. Like, tons of them were still pagan, yeah. even if they took on some of the Christian tropes. Mm -hmm. And so... And then you put slavery in the mix and then you put 
the wilderness in the mix because it's a few years in the wilderness still that they had to decide if they believed in God or not. And then you have the different levels of faith. Like, even in my life, I've gone through seasons of just believing in God because it's logical. Mm -hmm. Like, this guy made me and created the world world I live in. So why wouldn't I believe he exists and follow him in some sense of the word? Through to Jesus being so in love with God that he comes to earth and dies for it. Mm Mm-hmm. And so who knows the different ranges of the two and a half million Israelites that go into the wilderness. Mm. But And then you think that affects how they follow and that affects how they trust Moses and his, um, what am I saying, the things he has to communicate to the people and how he has to communicate to the people mm-hmm. has to take in all of those different things. Like he's talking to a group of people who may or may not believe any of what he's saying. Right. But you, I would assume that enough of them believe, and he knows that enough of them believe, that they'll follow. Hmm. But they're also in a situation of almost desperation or hopelessness mm-hmm. if God isn't real. Like yeah. God's dragged them into the middle of nowhere and he's telling them to go into this land that a lot of people don't like them and will attack them. Mm-hmm. And so if they're legitimately just going in and God is not real and Moses is a crazy person, they will very quickly be obliterated. Yeah. So I wonder if that affects their faith too, that just the situation of their lives means that they have to. Mm. Because I suppose they didn't have to leave Egypt. They could have just stayed. Yeah. They could... Well... But then, they, yeah. but then again, Egypt was decimated, so... Then, then what? True. If they'd stayed, they would have had to deal with the repercussions of all the plagues, and they would have probably been looked down on and scorned even more than if they left. So, yeah, people would have blamed them, and their lives would have been a living hell because they hadn't gone out with the rest of their people. Yeah. So, uh, so you, you and I are both kind of driving at this point that perhaps it was more of a and this is a modern equivalent like like a cultural christianity type of thing but it was a a cultural theism um so like you said enough of them believed that god thought that it was worthwhile to deliver them um so going back 70 years in australia and my life and in america um looking and and in great britain thinking of the cultural christianity that was around um right after the war and even during the wars and and everything there was uh it was expected that every sunday people would be in church that was if you didn't go to church then you probably got side-eyed a little bit by some people um people would start talking about you which is gossip so it's not really good but the the point was you had this understanding of what the gospel was at the very least you knew about god and jesus and the holy spirit Uh, well maybe not the holy spirit depending on what your denomination was but at the very least you knew about god and jesus and you knew that god loves the world 
even if he is going to damn some people if that was the mindset you had but regardless you had a worldview that involved god at least to a degree whether you believe that yep. he was good and cared about you or not um so it is quite possible that 400 years in egypt had seen some of the israelites assimilate to the practices of the egyptians and yeah easy uh, uh not necessarily all out worship the egyptian gods but perhaps follow some of the practices that the egyptians had some of the superstitions maybe could have crept their yep. way into the the israelites uh worldview um so there is a a large possibility and but then again none of this is supported by uh the bible necessarily it just shows that moses is the ideal israelite and god chooses him to deliver the entire people and then we see the people are complaining the people are afraid the people build a calf the people die the people are complaining the people are afraid this is a massive (laughs) cycle and it just goes out of control and even though moses and aaron and other pillars of faith were around and leading these people and had these interactions with god and these they saw miracles the entire nation saw miracles that didn't stop them from losing their faith really quickly like they were the yeah the seed that fell on shallow ground that Jesus talks about that grow up quickly, but because they have no root when the, uh, the harshness of the world, when they see the harshness of the world, they lose their faith. Their faith just dies. Yeah. Um, and then as a result, they usually get killed in these stories. Um, but do you think, uh, what do you think would happen in Australia? Um, not even necessarily thinking about a modern uh, situation, but even 50, 70 years ago when people actively went to church and observed Christian practices, at least to an extent, most people, if they saw these crazy miracles in their midst, do you think that people would have solid enough faith for it to last? Um... Maybe. Some of them definitely have. Mm-hmm. And other countries definitely have longevity. Yeah. Um, but, and it's the same in modern times that we see miracles and then easily forget about them. Yeah. Or we have really solid faith and then in the moment doubt and let certain things pass. Hmm. Yeah. So it could be the opposite of what we're talking about right now, that all of them are faith-filled, but they just have different moments of doubt, and they're reporting on certain pockets of the 2.5 million, but ultimately most of the 2.5 million are very faith-filled. And then because mm-hmm. the culture of Judaism, as I understand it, is very close with their social and religious parts and so you can be a completely secular Jew and still look very similar to a faith-filled Jew because all the rhythms of life are very similar and so who knows if they were just uh, 
rhythm of life due or a faith filled Jew or a faith filled Jew hmm. who has moments of doubt. We're just not tell. Hmm. But it's just interesting yeah. that I've never thought about this before. Hmm. I've just assumed that they're all very much yeah. in love with Jesus, the Lord. When he was walking about on the earth doing miracles, said that mm-hmm. it's really easy for people to follow him when they see something happen. Um, I, I'm thinking of the time when he talks about how if people want to follow him, they need to eat his body and drink his blood. And a lot of people walked away that day because of how hard yep. or how weird that sounded. Um, yet he had yep. such a massive crowd because he had a reputation for healing people and for performing miracles. And as a result, some people had faith for a little bit and then said, yeah, it's too much. Then they left. Other people had faith for yep. a long time. And then dropped off. Some people had faith that never, ever disappeared and has ripples that are still felt in the earth today. So we see with Jesus more of a down-to-earth, less dramatic, um, miraculous environment that is created around him as opposed to what we see back in Exodus with these plagues and the fire and the cloud and these crazy things that nobody would be able to deny the existence of God through Um, No, we see more of a down to earth person to person type of miracle based thing Um, and I think seeing that person to person brought about some changed hearts for good but also some changed hearts only for a short amount of time gives me a bit of perspective as to maybe what Israel was going through in this time uh, with some people going through the plagues and thinking holy crap God actually wants us to be free this is incredible God cares about us and they saw that yeah. as their deliverance and praised God out of a heart of gratitude uh, that he was yep. not not necessarily that he was merciful but that he cared about them then there were people that would have praised God out of a heart of gratitude that he spared them from the destruction that he caused other people but I feel like their uh, their mindset would have been in the wrong place then because it wasn't that God wanted to destroy everyone in Egypt it was that God wanted them to be free and his motivation was always for good not to harm people so I'm sure there would have been a lot of bad theology that came out of this with some people or at the very least if it didn't affect them it may have affected their children or their great great grandchildren who heard the stories and came to the conclusion that God is full of wrath and wants to destroy everyone and if they are getting by, if they are surviving, then he must be pleased with them. That's a pagan understanding of of a sacrifice and and cower type of theology. So coming out of Egypt, it is quite possible that there were lots of people that didn't quite get it 
and even if they themselves feared God just because they didn't know what else to do and because other people were doing it and that was exactly what God needed from the Israelites at that time um, but then that may have had consequences yep. down the line with uh, either shallow or rotten roots in their theology that spread throughout their family line and in their local communities. What do you think about that? Yeah. Um, man, my brain just stopped. I was about to say something was, cool about that. Uh, say the last thing you just said again. It's quite possible that they... So that some people had theology that may not have necessarily affected them at the time it may have been what God needed but it may yep. have had consequences further down the line yep. in their own families or communities that maybe their roots were too shallow or their roots were rotten yeah and when you tell a kid hey back in my day we saw the Lord do this all this awesome thing and all of that kid knows is walking around in a desert and hearing mm-hmm. other people complain about how they don't have ham, that can affect that kid's faith because it hasn't been stretched at all. But at the same time, it's, it is, yeah. depending on how good the dad is at teaching faith. But then, uh, faith is faith. It's like belief in not yeah. things you can see. It's not a proof. It's a trust. And so the whole idea that God has to prove himself continually to the people Mm -hmm. is kind of pointless and not the real purpose of his hope. And it's the same now. Like you meet those people who have been healed miraculously and they walk away from the church because their faith is not faith. It's needing proof. And then doubting Thomas when Jesus is like, you're blessed because you were curious, but people are more blessed than you because Mm. they don't even get to see what you get to see. And so it's just funny that some of our faith is so dependent on Mm -hmm. the proofs when that's not faith. That's not ultimately faith. Yeah. But it's also funny because Mm -hmm. we did that verse this week, the 33, that for so long the people had hope and faith that the promise to Abraham would come true that they would get a promised land. And then after that, their faith and hope was in a Messiah. And then when the Messiah came, they were like, no, you're not what we thought. Mm-hmm. So, nah, thanks. Oh, I have a, I have a question. So this odd. is a tangent, but that's kind of what this episode yes. is. Um, <laughs> and I don't a necessarily want this tangent. episode to go too long. I think we're, we're going to try and cap this at, at 30 minutes. I well, we're at we're 23 minutes, um, so let's cap this. So I want to know, the Israelites, they were a cultural Judaistic, Jew, Jewish, Judaistic, what the? <laughs> they were a cultural Jewish society. So everyone had, possibly, yep. everyone had some kind of a monotheistic worldview whether they believed that God cared or whether he was just there and they didn't interact with him ever and didn't care about him because he didn't care about them. Um, 
Yep. We see, once they get to the land of Canaan and they establish themselves, we see what happens to them as a people. Everyone does what is right in their own eyes, and the whole book of Judges is this, as Zach Bartles puts it, this downward spiral towards the absolute depravity of what we see pick up in uh, in Kings. So, then in Kings yeah. you have all these prophets that come and they say... You need to repent. This whole nation needs to repent because they've just gone into this crazy chaos where they may have once had this worldview that included or was uh, uh, surrounded by Jehovah. But then over time, it has just declined into whatever they want. So then... Um, yeah then God either does crazy miracles or or plagues or whatever it is to get people's attention or he sends prophets. So my question is, in Australia or in the West in general, in Europe, um, yep. this part of the world that has supposedly had Christianity for millennia, we have societies that were quote-unquote built on Christian values. Um, and I think... Particularly, we could think yep. of uh, of the United States perhaps as the the cleanest cut version of this, because the Britain introduced Christianity as one of its things, and whenever that was in ten something, and then that kind of became this whole different thing. Um, but with the United States, when they were established, yep. they supposedly a lot of them were Christians that signed this everything and so then this society is born that supposedly yep. reveres god most of all but then over time in australia is like this just a less history and in a lot of ways less interesting but very similar um over time it's just kind of declined yep to the point where everyone does what is right in their own eyes um and they they yep. pay for it uh but God's response throughout the Bible, especially throughout the Old Testament and in the, the days of Israel being geographically in where Canaan was, um, his response was to either do something massive and intervene, which he did in a, in a couple of times, and even with the story of the Exodus, he does that, or send prophets and mm -hmm. people to allow his word to spread uh, naturally through the entire nation and see the transformation of yeah. this whole nation either through the king or whatever through the common people do you think that God's strategy has changed or if we as Christians are now supposed to do what the prophets did in presenting uh, repentance and deliverance to people uh, or our own nation when it is at a point where everyone's doing what's right in their own eyes. I know that was really wordy. Sorry about all that. Uh, super wordy, but yes, I think we are supposed to be as the book I'm reading that I forgot about for a few weeks, but Brueggemann's yeah. The Prophetic Imagination 
we are supposed to be quite prophetic and we're supposed to communicate really well to society's God's yeah. hope and dreams for it. I think it's different when a prophet comes and speaks to Israel because Israel is God's and they have the whole covenant with God. It's different that than me walking into Australia and communicating God's goodness because Australia hasn't necessarily agreed Mm. to be God's nation. And so it has to be communicated in specific ways, but I think that is the church's role. The church's role is to keep God's truth and God's Mm -hmm. uh, quality standards. That's the word. Quality standards. Uh high and well communicated I think we have done the world a disservice by trying to communicate to the world using words that people who already know God use instead of words that Mm. the people listening use which God's ultimate communication to us about himself was Jesus a man so we understood Mm -hmm. how he works because we are also people but then we go ahead and communicate not that. And so, yeah, our prophetic imagination needs to come with it. Huge events, huge dramatic narrative, but mm-hmm. at the same time in the language of the people, not in the language of yeah, not the people. But then I don't know if God uses dramatic miracle anymore. But I don't know what I think about that yeah. so much. Like why, why God used a, f- a flood and then a fire and then smoke and then etc cetera, etc cetera, when he could do that now and then and you have people who read the Bible and be like, this natural mm. disaster was because of the sin of the people or this natural disaster was yeah. pro- prophesied in the Bible mm. and I don't believe that one ounce. I think we live on a planet that has rhythms and I'm not against uh, some of the miracles in the Bible being a natural disaster that God used to communicate stuff, but I don't see him doing that now. Mm -hmm. And I could be wrong. I'm totally okay with being wrong with that, but I just don't. And I think that's a terrible way to communicate God to a people that don't know God. Like, you guys are sinful, so he came and trashed you. You should love him. Yay. I'm like, uh, maybe not. Or even those ones back in the day who had the stance that things like AIDS Mm -hmm. was because gay people were having sex. And if God's really going to deal with sin in that way, why aren't all the adulterous pastors exploding into fire? Or why isn't all the gluttonous members of the church yeah Mm -hmm. exploding in food yeah interesting all right well we can uh we can talk about that more another time but this has been the first episode of uh our special scripture discuss scripture discuss with a t uh maybe maybe it's a an ed yep Discussed uh, yeah, so this has been scripture. the first episode. Thank you to those that have actually listened to this through our Patreon feed. That's awesome. 
if you want to become part of our Patreon community and have more episodes like this to hopefully get you thinking uh, every couple of weeks, uh, multiple times a month, then you can head over to patreon.com slash scripture read badly and find out more there. And to everyone that's listening to this in the normal feed, we will get better, we promise. Um, so <laughs> and we love you. Kisses! Thanks for listening. See you next time in a normal episode. Bye.